Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, very pleasant good afternoon to you. Hi there, Patrick Timpone. We are live here, oh, you know, kind of, sort of. I don't know where we are because it, oh, it is uh, March 2nd, 2022, and this is OneRadioNetwork.com. A week ago, we were trying to get our um, fourth, uh, fourth Wednesday of the month guest on, Richard Mayberry, and the phone gods were not, you know, they're just not, weren't, they, they weren't happy. So then we rescheduled him for today, and then similar things happen. So Mr. Mayberry of Early Warning Report, is it possible that some people do not want you to come on? I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I, I think it's a very good possibility. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you don't kind of talk about the, the conventional wisdom, the party line, do you? You're... You're a libertarian, and you're, uh, you're, you've never been... Well, what's the term that you've used, Richard Mayberry, of Early Warning Report over the years, that you have not been shy about saying that this is my opinion, and it's not necessarily the same as everybody else's? What's that word yeah. you use? What's that word? You have I a use? word, you have a term for that, but never mind. It doesn't uh, matter. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, uh, it isn't just my opinion that I'm giving out here. I'm speaking from experience about an awful lot of this stuff. I was in the Air Force in the 605th Air Commando Squadron, and I saw an awful lot of the the way the federal government behaves in other countries. I was part of it. And and it is nothing like what Americans are told. (laughs) It's, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's those people in Washington are nuts, and they're running a trying to run a global empire and they use the military to enforce that um it's just it's just you know the picture that people are are given of the way washington behaves in other countries is just totally false it's It's, just not true they're brutal they're absolutely brutal in other people's countries because the key point here is the the uh, bill of rights in the constitution stop at the border Inside the United States, the Constitution gives you some protection against the government, but it stops at the border. And outside the country, the federal government can do anything they want. These politicians and bureaucrats can treat those people however they want. The Constitution does not protect those people the way it does you and me. So... um, it's you know this Americans just have no idea the way their their government behaves abroad. Fascinating. Richard Mayberry publishes the U.S. and World Early Warning Report that we talk about on our show. He has a just a great line of books of whatever happened to justice, evaluating uh, um, well, evaluating Penny Candy. Uh, what would Thomas Jefferson think? These are the Uncle Eric series. He has an ex. ex- Ethics Solution Course, exit, if I can I say that ethicsolutions.net, and the early warning report comes out ten times a year that we talk about. Mm-hmm. So I guess the uh, hundred pound gorilla in the room is you know what. So yeah, sure. well, uh, you know we've had a few shows on it. There's a lot of different viewpoints. Well, not a lot actually. Most of the viewpoints, Mr. Mayberry, is the conventional wisdom of virtually ninety eight percent of the media. that Russia is a bad guy, they're evil, they want to take over Ukraine, and this is the way it is. 98%. Now, we have sources that we believe are kind of accurate, 
the Saker and other people that we had on yesterday, mm-hmm. and they say that's just not not true. Putin wants to install a friendly government that the U.S. has installed, so NATO doesn't come up on his borders, and that's what this is about. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, no, I haven't heard those presentations, but from what you told me, I would I would be on that side absolutely. Would you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've got some a little bit of data here to give. Good, you. good, good, good. Let's let's have at it. Yeah, the um, what Americans uh, are not told about the Russians uh, is that how much Russians fear invasion. Yes, sir. Because yes. in that part of the world. For thousands of years, Hmm. those various nations and tribes and ethnic groups have been attacking each other. And the Russians have been, while they have have done a lot of attacking, they have also been victims of a lot of invasions. And they are obsessed with invasions. They are scared to death all the time. Hmm. Um, I'll give you some examples here. in the last, you know, few centuries, um, Russia has been invaded by the Goths, Slavs, Huns, Avars, Khazars, Vikings, Mongols, Teutonic Knights, Lithuanians, <laughs> Swedes, really? Poles, and it goes on and on. This is just in a couple hundred years. Yeah, well, more than a couple yeah. hundred. Let's go back. This goes way back. So. Yeah, yeah, right. But, but. Russia is just always being invaded by somebody. And the most recent invasion was the one from the West, was the Germans, who are part of NATO, Hmm. who invaded Russia. It was the worst invasion in all of the history of mankind. World War II, right? Right. Right. The the Russians lost, to give you some, some perspective on this, in, in all of World War II, Americans uh, there were, uh, killed in World War II were about 400,000. The Russians lost 50 times no. as many that people. Five times right. four, like 2 million? Um, what, oh, it'd be more than that? It'd be 20 million. 20 million. Hitler okay. killed 20 million Russians? That's right. Whoa. That's right. And I'll tell you, you you drive Whoa. around you drive around St. Petersburg or Moscow or other big cities, and you'll see statues all over the place that are reminders of what happened when the Germans, who are now part of NATO, invaded Russia. And and it, it was, you know, I mean, there's nothing in the world that's ever happened as terrifying. Twenty million people. That's right. So wow. the Russians, the Russians just live in permanent fear of invasion yes, because sir. they have this history, and they're, it's taught to them when they're kids in school that Russia has been invaded numerous times, which is true. So um, <clears throat> if you look at a map of the NATO countries, NATO was established by Washington in 1949. Yes, sir. And and you look at a map of NATO's um, expansion, and since 1949, it's been expanding in the direction of Russia. And <clears throat> today, there are 30 countries in NATO that are lined up against Russia. 
and that's been the greatest development, and that was after the Soviet Empire fell apart about 30 years ago. Then NATO really started moving strongly to the east toward the Russians, and they're scared, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, if you <laughs> and I were, <laughs> you know, if you and I were born into that, we'd be scared, too. God. Amazing. And, so, and so, NATO's got some some hardcore rockets. If you put those on their border, right, Richard Mayberry, which is mm-hmm. two hundred and fifty miles Ukraine and Russia, they could they could just get the whole country. Yeah, right. Um, hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, it was it was the U.S. government was that was the first to develop nuclear weapons. So NATO has nuclear weapons and has always had them, um, and. Uh, um, Americans are simply never told that the Russians have this history of invasions and they're scared to death of it, and for a good reason. Uh, let's go back a little bit to, yes, to uh, World War II. End of World War II, the uh, atomic bombs were used on Hiroshima, Hiroshima mm-hmm. and, and Nagasaki. Um, and Americans are told this was necessary to conquer Japan and end the war. Uh, that's not true. Uh, Japan was already conquered. <clears throat> Excuse me. Once G- Germany was out of the war, then every warship in the world was available to blockade Japan, which is what happened. Uh, especially the U.S. Navy and the British Navy were the strongest in the world. They had Japan entirely surrounded. Japan has almost no natural resources. So all they had to do was just sit there and wait, and Japan would either surrender or they would go back to the Dark Ages. That was the only two possibilities. So there was no reason to use those atomic bombs on the Japanese. But newspeople who were in Russia at that time uh, would write about the reaction of the Russians, and the Russians knew that the real reason those bombs were used as a, was as a demonstration of what would happen to the Russians if they didn't knuckle under to Washington. How did they, how did they know that? They just, they just knew it? Yeah, well, there was already a lot of talk from U.S. politicians uh-huh. about how, how dangerous the Russians were and that uh, America had to be protected against the Russians and all that. So the Russians already knew that, and, and I should point out justifiably so, Stalin was a really, yeah, he was, one of the yeah. worst people, one of the worst, maybe the worst person in, in history, if you go by the body counts. Um, and, and yeah, he was a threat. And so, um, you know, you already had Truman and others that were talking about the Russian threat, mm-hmm. and the atomic bomb is used. And, it, and the lesson was not lost. <laughs> you know, the, mm. the Russian people understood that um, they were not looked upon favorably in Washington and that, uh, that, that the bombs really were the, used to demonstrate what would happen to them if, if, if they, they uh, misbehaved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is it a stretch to say that the military-industrial complex that Eisenhower talked about publicly right, when he left, mm-hmm. was, was entrenched even back then who were egging things on to build up how, Russia, how bad Russia was. I mean, that's possible, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, definitely. Um, every every politician um, rises, however far up he goes, by telling people that he'll protect them against something they're afraid of. And that means that wow. the politician needs to find something that they're afraid of. <laughs> so, you know... So, so that's a Hegelian dialectic, right? You create a yeah, yeah. you create a fear, and then we say, "Well, we'll take care." Don't worry. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Give up some of your liberty, sure. and You'll we'll protect you from this terrible evil. Out You'll there. be fine. Take off your shoes at the airport, and you'll never get bombed. You're right. Like right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, sure. <laughs> so anyhow, you know, when I I was I got <laughs> drafted in the Vietnam War, and I wound up in the Air Force in yeah. a Special Operations Squadron, and I saw the way the federal government behaves in other countries, and believe me, it's you know, yeah, I mean, it's terrifying. It's 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 they back one dictator after another. It's ridiculous, but Americans are not told any of this, and um, mm. you know you. Well, okay, I'll stop there. No, that's right. That's right. So, um, uh, it's fair to say. I read uh, uh, Putin's letter that he that he read over to his people and other reports, and and he claims that he's been trying to get NATO to stay out for ten years, right? They've been working on this, and he said, "I just don't want these people in Ukraine. Just don't do it, Mm -hmm. right?" Right, and right. so it could be argued that the people controlling Biden, and God knows who they are, mm-hmm. that they just wanted a war. They, they wanted this thing to happen. Yeah, I mean, feels I, like it to me. I mean, looking yeah. at, at the you know the the bouncing ball, Richard Mayberry. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to ask why in the world um, would Washington, which leads NATO. Why would they be pushing NATO right. eastward all the time? You know, for 30 years they've been pushing NATO eastward toward the Russians. Why the heck would they do that? Uh, it, it's crazy. It had, to, it had to come to what it has come to. Yes. And actually, uh, in early warning report in uh, 20, this month? Or? 2014, ah. April 2014, I wrote a rather lengthy article predicting that the day was going to come when the Russians were going to hit Ukraine to keep it out of NATO. Interesting. Uh, 2014, you saw that coming. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I hit it right on the button. It was <laughs> it was exactly right. Well, every because, now and then we get one, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But these kinds of things can be very easy. All you have to do is put yourself yes, sir. in the shoes of the other guy. you got to huh. see things from the other guy's point of view. And when you try to see this present situation from the the viewpoint of a mm-hmm. Russian, just some other ordinary Russian, then you understand what's going on. These yes. people are scared, and um, they've been scared for decades, and they're tired of being scared. And when last year in June, when NATO announced that they were going to induct Ukraine into NATO, um, that was it. That was yeah. that was the line. Sorry about that. Now let me point out: I am not in any way saying that Putin is a nice guy. No, I understand. No, I understand. Okay. Yeah, it's just you scare people bad enough, and they will fly into the arms of of any tough thug that they think will protect them, just like the Germans did with Hitler. Uh, the Treaty of Versailles just treated the Germans horribly after World War One. 
And so the Germans flew into the arms of Adolf Hitler to protect them. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's going on here. Putin is not a good guy, but these people are scared, and he is tough. And they want a tough guy to protect them against the oncoming NATO. That's why he has support now. The mainstream media will tell you that the Russian people do not support him, but that's not our research. I, they do. Uh, yeah, well, they, they do because they. I think I think you're right that they're they don't want to be invaded. They're right. done with it. That's right. <laughs> We've that's done right. that. No, we don't. Exactly. Not. You, um, and you don't need to believe this just because I said it. Yeah. You know, get a map of the of that shows the expansion of NATO and put yourself in the, the shoes of a Russian and say, "What does this look like to you?" Well, well, it looks like they're coming. We've seen this before, probably. Scores of times, the bad guys are coming. They're going to invade. We got to stop them. And you can imagine being encircled by it, right? I mean, totally yeah, on your right. border. Phew. Yeah, and actually, it's it's been that way since World War II. Hasn't um, yeah. at the after World War II, Washington adopted the policy of surrounding Russia. And you, you could. There are probably still some maps around. You, you might find some place that will show you the nuclear installations and uh, submarines and aircraft carriers and all um, that had nuclear weapons, where they're located in the world. And and you, uh, if you see one of these maps, you'll see Russia was entirely surrounded by the nuclear forces of the U.S. and Britain mostly. Can you conjecture on the motives to that, other than just they're afraid of them, maybe, or they want his yeah. stuff, or what? Well, um, they, I think that, um, well, you come back to the fact that, that the way politicians in the U.S. and everywhere else in the world get power is by pretending to protect people ah. against some form of threat. That. Back to that yeah. idea, yeah, interesting. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, you know, that's it. the Russians have been surrounded by these nuclear weapons since probably, the, well, certainly from the 1950s. And that's just one more thing to scare them. And, uh, and they, they fully believe that, uh, you, that while Americans are, are nice people, I mean, you go around the world, everybody wants to meet Americans. Huh. They really like Americans as individuals. Mm-hmm. But, man, they hate and fear the government with a passion. They're just like Americans. I mean, half of the U.S. population is scared to death of the federal government. So, um, and then there's a, the other half loves the federal government. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. Well, one just has to look at, uh, you know, just of late of, of Iraq and Afghanistan and Syria and Libya. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and then why, why wouldn't those people hate us for what was been done to them? Yeah. My goodness, yeah. my goodness. Yeah, I used to have a list around here. Of the of the dictators that Washington yeah. has backed around the world in the oh, last, yeah. you know, some decades, and it's, I'd like to I, see that list someday if you can find it. Yeah, I mean it's it's people like Manuel Noriega right. and uh, Saddam Hussein, right. Pinochet, yeah, um, uh, the Shah of Iran. Shah of Iran. Wow. Yeah, I mean these people that we're taught to hate uh, are people that. Washington was backing early on and helped them become the dictators that they, they are or were. Um, 
it's it's crazy though. U.S. foreign policy is crazy. Now let me point out <laughs> again, you know, they're crazy. Um, they're yeah, crazy. It is. It is. Uh, <laughs> the country and the government are not the same yes, thing. Sir. I am not criticizing America. I love America. There's, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. This is a wonderful place. But the government, the government is the country's worst enemy, the most dangerous enemy, because the Bill of Rights stops at the border. And those people get into power, and they realize they can't do to you and me what they'd like to, so they go abroad, and they do it to foreigners. <laughs> But you, you can imagine, I mean, the Shah of Iran, I mean, what a story there. They put this guy in there, right? Uh, the, the globalist, you know, U.S. Yeah. Could you imagine Putin coming over and just putting in who we wanted to be president? Do you think we would, you think we'd <laughs> yeah. be happy with Putin? Oh. Yeah. yeah, all right, right. And you're exactly right. That's I mean, that's the way they did it. I mean, that's the way they did it. Yeah, that's, they've done that for decades and decades, they just. In fact, it goes clear back into the 1800s. 1800s. Wow. Yeah. Remember the Monroe Doctrine? Oh yeah. Well, that really was a cover for U.S. officials to install their puppet governments in the, the countries of Latin America. A whole lot of of Latin America, from the Rio Grande on down. Um, was governments that were backed by the U.S. government, and uh, they were gangsters. <laughs> they were gangsters. Yeah, yeah, right. They were. They were. There's a really good wow. uh, uh, book. Oh, what's uh, uh, There was a general uh, Smedley Butler. Was oh, Smedley. We know Smedley. We know of him. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Smedley Butler was a two-time winner of the Medal of Honor. He was a two-star general, and he was in numerous wars for Washington all around the world. And after he retired, which was, I think, in the 1930s, um, he started asking himself, you know, what was I fighting for? Why was I doing this? And he started to research all these wars that that the federal government had sent him into around the world. Mm -hmm. He was a Marine. And, um, in fact, uh, Camp Butler in Okinawa is named after him. And and he realized that that, uh, none of this had anything to do with protecting America. It was just these power junkies in Washington meddling in other people's countries, apparently just for the fun of it, for using <laughs> their power on somebody. But there was also like uh, the idea where they would back companies like United Fruit Company and cocaine, and there was probably all kinds of uh, monetary things involved as well. Right? Yeah, definitely. Um, you can't deny that, but I, I see those as more uh, excuses. Oh, excuses to do it, right? Yeah, right. I mean, um, you know, it, it takes a real sicko to want <laughs> to um, meddle in other people's countries. And so they would come up with these um, monetary reasons why it was necessary. Hmm. Uh, back to Ukraine, just to, for a, a little uh, background. In 2014... Victoria Newland, right, Assistant Secretary of State, is on record. You can actually go on YouTube and listen to the phone call. It's not, you know, it's not a conspiracy theory. And they put in Yats. You know, they put this dude in. Mm-hmm. They put him in. They, this is the one they picked. They said, "Oh yeah, he'd be the right guy. Let's do that. Let's go okay. with that." Yeah. yeah. And then she said, "F Europe, F the EU," is what she said. 
<laughs> and then this uh, Zelensky guy, uh, word around the campfire is that he has been given just tons of cash to do what they want and become just a real... He Supposedly, our sources say that he's really a Nazi. He's just really crazy, this, this Zelensky. The <laughs> yeah, they call him Nazi. And, I mean, God love the Ukrainian people, Richard Mayberry. And, you know, you have to understand, I think, too, that they watched the news. This, you know, this is, this is what their take is. So most of them believe that Putin is the devil, you know, and just wants yeah. to take over the whole country. So yeah. it's understandable, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and, and again, you know, we can't, I don't want to make it sound like Putin is a good guy. No, I guy. understand. No, I understand. It's just that like, if you scare people badly enough, they will throw themselves into the arms of any hood who protects, who yes, sir. claims to protect them. But we are seeing reports, and I think they're credible, I believe so, I could be wrong, that he is surrounding these cities, He's letting the people go out, and that's why they're leaving, right? Mm-hmm. He's letting the, he's not killing the people, and he doesn't want to blow up the place. There's a lot of these videos out there that are just not true. They're, they're videos of, of buildings exploding in Palestine and Israel and other places. They're good at this, and, yeah. and he, he doesn't want to destroy the company, uh, country. He just wants to take it over. He wants to put his own guy in there so he won't go into NATO. That's our understanding. Yeah, yeah. I- Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think you got it. Why would he want to destroy the country? It wouldn't make any sense. There were, yeah. Half of them are Russians. Yeah. I mean, among other things, it's expensive to destroy oh, a sure. country. You know? and you can, then you've got to put it back together. What's the yeah, point? Right. Yeah. Of course, in the United States, they, they make money coming in and going out, but let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, and some of the, as you know, some of the financial bombs that are going against Russia, it's crazy. I mean, uh-huh. they kicked them out of SWIFT. Seventy uh, percent of the Russian crude trade is frozen. We just read this morning. Seventy percent. Uh, uh, PayPal, Google—they're cutting off their payment systems to Russia. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to freeze uh, assets in the Russian bank. I mean, they're all in, you know. And mm-hmm. but that—that that concerns me, Richard Mayberry, because Putin's not going to stop. Um, you know. Yeah. Um, He's not going to stop. Is he? Yeah. Um, well, I don't think either side is going to stop. They, they, one, you know, one of the bad things about wars, one of the many bad things, <laughs> bad things. is that once, once you're in it, your politicians do not want to look weak. Right. And they, they can't stop, right? Yeah, they can't stop once they're in. Uh, to, you know, when's the last time in all of the history of the world that you heard some politicians say, Boy, you know, invading such and such a country, <laughs> that was idea. a mistake. I, I better get out. You know, when has not that ever happen? happened? Not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not going to happen. Yeah. The, uh, 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 the index on the Dow Jones Russian GDR index, which is designed to track the top Russian global depository receipts, GDRs, mm-hmm. dropped 98% in two yeah. days. 98%. I yeah, I don't doubt it a bit. Um, Poor, and the ruble, what is, you know, it's just a, a half of what it was worth, right? Something like that? Um, I think you might be right. I haven't looked in a yeah. few days. The uh, poor Russian people now, what are they doing? Oh, man. Oh. They're trying to get money out of the banks and they're freezing the banks. Yeah, I mean, they are, they're just, they've been instantly impoverished. Um, 
that's the thing, too. I mean, uh, Washington is waging a war not just on Putin and his army, but on the Russian population. Right. And these are people that, you know, they didn't do anything to hurt anybody. They just happened to be born in Russia. And, and uh, what this is leading to is they're going to be starving here in not too long. And um, it's going to be... <laughs> It's it's going to be a grim thing. Yeah, but I, I suspect that Putin was. I don't know. I'm just conjecturing that he had to know this was going to happen, right? With the physical fiscal restraints, they're going to. He had to know he was going to get censored, right? He's a smart guy. Well, you don't know. Huh? There are there are rumors that about two years ago something something changed. He his personality changed. Really. Yeah, and and it may be he had a stroke or something. Who knows? Um, but um, uh, I think he's, you know, he's gone from not just being ruthless to being ruthless and crazy. Mm-hmm. Possible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and but you know, if you're a Russian, uh, you'd rather have somebody who's ruthless and crazy than somebody who's weak and is not going to protect you. Yeah, because of the history. As, as you've uh, talked about, yeah. EU hits Belarus with new sanctions because Belarus said, yeah, uh, Putin will, will support you. Mm-hmm. So they're going after everybody that uh, is going to be on his side. Yep, uh, that's exactly This is not going right. to end well, Mr. Mayberry. I, yeah, it's hard, hard to say. This that. couldn't be the big one, could it? Like where China jumps in and we do the whole World War Three thing? Capacity. You mean uh, nuclear? Well, I'm, I don't know. Just say, just take out nuclear out, but just a real all-out hot war between Russia, uh, China, and uh, the rest of us. Uh, I can see Russia. I can see Mos- I, uh, I can see Putin and Z in Russia or in China. Um, I think they do have a secret alliance right I, now. I think they do too, sir. And I can see them helping each other against Washington. Um, and um, I think that uh, they will, I think probably there's a secret plan th- that they're going to use. They've already secretly divided up that part of the world. Russia will get this part, China will get that part. And um, I think that this is perhaps just the beginning of that. Wow. Um, the the test is going to be, I, I believe, um, at some point will the the Russians be in so much trouble that then the Chinese bail them out. Yes, sir. If you see that, then yeah, um, they do intend to divide up that part of the world. Well, you know, there are many people that are arguing that. Of course, we have the forces in Europe with the you know in Davos and the World Economic Forum and that whole crowd. And they want to control the world. They're very clear about that, yeah. right? Very clear, very clear about that. So, and then there are people that are arguing, just like you said, well, Russia and China want to get together, and they want to control the world. Mm-hmm. Possible? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't trust anybody who's at or near the top of any government. No. I think they're all, and I'm serious about this, I think they're all insane, because... They are sitting on, in jobs of which the premise is they know what's good for other people. That's insane. 
They don't. They, they wouldn't know you and me if they met us on the street. They know nothing about us, and yet they've got jobs that require them to do what's good for you and me. <laughs> How can they possibly know what that do? is? How can they do so what are us chickens in the, in the cheap seats going to do if these guys are fighting over the world and all we want to do is make a house payment and have a good life? Well, yeah, um, I can't remember who it is that said uh, you may not be interested in war, but war is interested in you. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting saying, yeah. Yeah, and it's so true. Um, uh I mean, well, you, that's you, what you know. That's what your work is about in your newsletter to try to keep people on a even financial keel so they can withstand mm-hmm. dumb stuff, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I. That's what you've been doing bed. your whole life. That's probably my whole adult life, or most <laughs> of it. Yeah, actually, I started in 1971. I think wow. yeah. uh, giving uh, financial advice to try to. Pr- to, to enable people to protect themselves to what governments are doing to them. And you've talked about that since I've, I've known your, uh, your newsletter since 1985 was when I first joined. Oh, great. Thank right you. Back. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Right back there. Yeah. Um, and that's what you've talked about, to protect yourself from the governments. Yeah, that's right. Um, the, you know, America isn't America anymore. That's, that's the main thing. You know, I think... Uh, not that I like Donald Trump, but he was right about some things, and that's one of the things. America really isn't America anymore. Um, and uh, I think he was making a ham-handed attempt to try to save it, but he just didn't know enough. Yeah, yeah, I, I suspect. Yeah. Well, does do anyone know enough? I mean, we can't depend on these guys to do anything rational, can we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the last time they've done something rational. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I think that oh. America's headed for a revolution. Yeah, and I mean a shooting revolution, because you, there's not since the Civil War has there been a dividing line in this country so clear that there are people who love the government and want more of it, and there are people who are scared to death of it. Uh, and I'm one of those, and I think you're one of those. Yes, sir. And and it's getting worse all the time. These these uh, the government lovers are building up uh, the powers of not just the federal government, but the state and local governments too. Uh, the the answer to every problem is more government. And <clears throat> I think we're past the point where we can withstand that much government. I think America is in decline hmm. because. The burden of government has gotten so heavy. Yes, sir. And this is a continual thing you see all through history. Is um, the economist Milton Friedman, who won a Nobel Prize, um, pointed out one time that if you look at any civilization that's come before us, the Aztecs and the Incas and the Greeks and the Romans and the Egyptians and Babylonians and all of all of these previous civilizations. What you find is that in every case that we can tell, that the decline of the civilization was preceded by a rapid growth in government. Ah. And then also the, the money supply, too, even in the Roman days where they were cutting the coins, you know, because they mm-hmm. wanted to cut down on gold. And, yeah. and look at the money supply. We have no idea what it is. It, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It, 
Yeah, incidentally, um, in a previous show a month or two ago, you asked me about M1. Yes. Uh, that's the Federal Reserve's measure, or one of its measures of money supply. And and it has it shows it going straight up really dramatically, uh, several fold. And I looked into that, and that's an accounting anomaly that they created out of thin air. They just changed the definition of some of the parts of the money supply, and it had that result. So I follow M2 instead of M1. So what is M2? Let me Google that and see. What does M2 tell us? Um, that's a measure of money supply that's not just the money that's in your pockets, but it's in your bank accounts and savings accounts, and then there's some other things. I thought that too. was MZM, but did they change it to money with a zero maturity? Uh, yeah, I always liked MZM best, yeah. but uh, it made the most sense to me, but they discontinued they did. it. As far Last as time that. we checked it, uh, just maybe a year ago, or it was about $20 trillion, MZM. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, like I said, I, I used to like that, but I don't know where... They stopped doing that one. Yeah, right. And any, anything that actually reveals truth is going to disappear. <laughs> That's right. No, we can't do that one. They're telling them way too much. <laughs> yeah, right. So right. I'm I'm on M2 now, and I see 20, is that 20, 20 what is that, 22,000? Is that in billions? No, it's uh, yeah. trillions, I think. So I'm that would be sure. 22 trillion, right. Yeah, right. 22 with three zeros, but it's in billions, or it's billions of trillions. So what is that one, M2? That's kind of like, uh, what did you say it was? Um, M- M1? No, M2. M2. Um, checking accounts and everything? Uh, yeah, checking accounts, savings accounts. That's the main, the main features. Okay. Um, and there, but there are others. I think um, money market funds are included in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> kind of what, what Andrew Goss, uh, my mentor, used to call hot money. People that, yeah. Money that yeah. people could spend like tomorrow if they really wanted to, right? Yes, that's yeah. right. So yeah, 22 trillion, that's probably close, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's... And the yeah. Federal Reserve's balance sheet, looking this morning, they've got $9 trillion that they got to get rid of someday. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, I, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's the only expression that fits is, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you've been a big gold and silver fan and numismatics fan, you know, for a yeah. long time. And... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Gold went up like 30 or 40 bucks yesterday, and then it's down 30 or 40 bucks today, the spot price. But mm-hmm. long-term gold numismatic coins are good, right? Aren't they long-term? I, I think so. They have been. I've been, like, I've been recommending them since 1971, and wow. anybody, anybody who's been buying them is a really happy camper. Happy camper now. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine a 20 garden sold? Do you even remember what they were selling for, like a 1925 a St. Gaudens gold, um, gold. Do you remember at all what they were selling back, for? Back then? Yeah. It would have been something like $65, I believe. Wow. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think they're like twenty-five dollars or $3,000 today. Yeah. Depending <laughs> on, you know, of course. What, wow. Yeah. Just stash those away, right? Ooh. Yeah, right. And um, that's, the, that's one of the main things you have to do. And, and I, I think not just gold but also silver, platinum, and palladium, the four main precious metals. Uh Um, Now, I'm a little nervous about palladium 
because it's run up so much. I mean, let me, let me look at it today. It's uh, $2,500 palladium, $2,600. Yeah. I started recommending that at, when it was uh, $180. Oh, like no that. kidding. Yeah, and but it's run up so much that I really hesitate to recommend it anymore. Um, on the other hand, um, it seems to be establishing a lot of support with these ridiculous levels. So, mm-hmm. you know, it may may be okay. But the others, I, I like, you know, gold, silver, platinum. Uh, definitely, in my opinion, the wise thing is just buy some every month. How do you even purchase platinum or palladium? Do they have bars or things like that? Uh, coins. 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 Yeah. Be done. Oh. Coins emitted uh, uh, in those uh, those metals. Talk to any coin dealer, uh-huh. and, and they'll be able to put you into them. Um, but not from the mint, right? These are from a, a different places that print them, not the U.S. mint. No, the U.S. mint does make uh, these. Oh, they do? Okay. So, so does the Canadian mint and quite a few other mints around the world. Oh. Um, the Australian uh, does, too. Um, I, I recommend an American should buy either the U.S. coins yeah. or the Canadian coins. Canadian. Um, because you want something that an American... Uh, is going to trust when you want to get rid of it. You want to be able to trade it for something, and you want to be able to trust that. And most people will trust a U.S. minted coin or a Canadian minted coin. So, um, you know, either one of those in those three precious metals and just buy some uh, every every month or whatever. You'll make a budget for yourself and just uh, establish a relationship with a coin dealer and... Um, just buy that much, and now you, you you know shop around. Don't just sure. trust a single dealer. Um, when they give you a price, uh, check that against some other dealers. Um, <coughs> so, now we work with a real nice company that I've known for Richard uh, twenty five years, uh-huh. twenty five years, and it's U.S. Coin Capital eight hundred eight seven eight two six four six. Fred was on this morning. Good people, mm-hmm. you know, and they're they're real small a boutique. But they don't try to sell you stuff just because, you know, like they do on late night TV, you know. Oh, the world's coming to an end. Buy gold, you know. They don't do that kind of thing. <laughs> they don't do that kind of thing. Oh, God, I love them. If you would like to get involved with Mr. Mayberry's uh, newsletter, I have a little slide here. Let me put up for the video. It's called Early Warning Report. comes out, what, 10 times a year. And we have a nice special on One Radio Network. Click on the link, oneradionetwork.com, and you get a great deal um, and um, I'm not sure about the price, but you know, it's a great deal. And so you should do that. Give yourself that little gift, right? And get that. And you're still sending out hard copies, aren't you? Which is very uh, unusual. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's getting hard. It's getting uh, harder. Well, they keep raising the rates, right? Yeah, we're, we're doing it for now. Yeah, we, we send out both uh, electronic and uh, hard copy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like I said, I don't know how long that's going to last because the price is going up so much. Incidentally, Patrick, I, uh, uh, I've got to tell the audience, in, in my opinion, you are one of the, the best guys uh, that's on radio oh, or TV or anything. You really do give an alternate viewpoint to the mainstream press. And uh, that's such a rare thing now. Um, it's, it's amazing to me that... Uh, 
um, you uh, you don't have a billion listeners. I wish you did. A billion. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, thank you for thank you for that. You know what's really <laughs> curious to me, though, Richard Mayberry, that everybody, as I said at the outset of the show, and I may be wrong, and Putin may be just want to take over the whole country, possible. I don't think so. But everybody is in on the Russians a bad guy. And I mean all the alternative media, too. Yeah. There's nobody out there, <laughs> except a few places like here, that are saying, well, maybe that's not true. You know, Maybe that he just wants to protect himself from NATO and he's not out to take over the world. And I think that's fascinating. Yeah. I don't know uh, how they're pulling that one off, but I mean, even alternative places, right? Yeah. So-called well, alternative places. Most people are bilateral thinkers. They, <laughs> bilateral thinkers? Yeah. They, they can only think of two things at, at a time. Uh, and they, and they uh, if so-and-so is a bad guy, that means that his enemy must be a good guy. Um, there's this kind of thinking that goes on, and um, yes. it's, it's just so deceiving. To me, one of the very best things I ever learned was a very wise man said to me one time, always try to see things from the other, other side. person's point side, of yeah. yeah. Yeah, just you've got to think, try to think like the other guy does. Try to get into his history and why he thinks the way he does. And, and if people would do that, you realize how crazy this whole thing is and that it was provoked. Yes. By NATO. It was. And that's all evidence to that, you know. Mm-hmm. Evidence yeah. to that. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Boy, I tell you <laughs> what, man. We should have invested in oil last week. What's up with that? Holy cow. 100, yeah. 110 bucks this morning. Well, that's for the Russia. WTA, and the, so the, the Brent is even higher, right? Yeah. Well, Russia produces an awful lot of the world energy supply, and uh, the Washington and the other other governments are shutting them down so um yeah. the supply of oil is declining and you're you know you i mean you're already uh, at the gas pump you're already paying for this war uh, and it's uh, one more insane thing that's going and on. this was a little uh, gift to biden because now he's going to blame everything on on this war you watch yeah everything you okay. are right Every, did you watch the state i didn't see it last night did you watch it state of the uh, union Biden. Oh, no, I didn't. No. no. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we didn't miss anything, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, poor Joe. Boy, I don't know what they're going to do with him. <laughs> oh, yeah, well. True. <laughs> do you know that the, both sides are talking now? The Democrats are talking about his cognitive ability. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah. Oh, George Stephanopoulos. I mean, he's the biggest lefty ever. Ah. So, you know, maybe they're going to throw him under the bus. And Yeah, well, I always kind of thought of it that uh, he was only temporary yeah. a, a placeholder yep. and that uh, Kamala Harris was actually Oh, my God. The Don't, real come president. on now. Come on. Well, I, I'll have to start drinking again if I... <laughs> <laughs> Please help me. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, we had a fellow on yesterday that said, he said that, what did he say? He said, well, Kamala Harris is really not uh, constitutionally eligible to even be vice president because of her birth thing, which I didn't know there was any issues. But of course, Obama. But then he said, "I think they're they're going to pass over her and then put Janet Yellen in." This is what he said. Oh my God! So Janet Yellen. Can you imagine? Yeah. In the presidency. Well, yeah. I just appoint somebody because Kamala can't handle it. You're going to have to put somebody in there. Then you got Nancy Pelosi next in line. Oh, then I'm going to move to Belize. You know. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> Poor Nancy. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, how do we even get here? I mean, do you just have to be get crazy to be a politician? Yeah, you do. Okay. Well, thank you. that answers my question. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> among other things, um, <laughs> this is a little bit of a tangent here, but uh, that's right. um, it's always amazed me that it, unless you were born yesterday, you know that um, men who have political power have women throwing themselves at them all the time. Oh, of course. It, it, yeah. You know, that, that goes back as far in history as you want to go. Sure. Um, <clears throat> there's something about political power that attracts women. Well, <clears throat> almost all these politicians are married. Are, are all of their wives that stupid that they think that this guy's not going to cave into the temptation? <laughs> It's probably just baked in the cake when they marry him, right? Say, well, yeah. okay, well, oh, Harry, you know, he'll probably fool around. I can deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so on your current newsletter, which is, is it, is it March? March? Yeah, yes, March, March, March newsletter. Mm -hmm. uh, before we go, let's talk a little bit about, uh, this is a great uh, article that you wrote about American Marxism is here. Mm, and you talk yeah. about your, your, uh, your, your, um, your experience as a teacher. Yeah, um, talk a little about that. It's interesting. I a, you know, uh, my wife Samantha and I were both public school teachers in the seventies, and um, you know we saw it happening. The this idea that uh, the children should be taught to be socialists. The um, most of the teachers already were socialists. They didn't know it. They had been taught it in school, and and so they were the next generation. Uh, that we're teaching the kids to be socialists, and um, and it worked. I mean, just wonderfully. So since then, we've had another couple generations of teachers who have been taught to be socialists, and they don't know it. You know, they they are never told. You know, we're turning you into a socialist here. <laughs> they're, no, they're never. You know, no kid and no parent is ever told this. Yeah, wow. yeah. This is all the history books are censored. Mm -hmm. You know? Now, why is it that there's, there's this First Amendment that says freedom of the press? <coughs> but in, you, everybody is, when they're a kid and they don't know any better, they're sent through these government-controlled schools that um, have all the textbooks censored to produce a socialist viewpoint that is so ingrained now that most of the people can't even recognize it. They just think that it's the real thing. Um, it's, uh, you know, and, and my wife and I saw this developing very rapidly in the 70s. So it's, it's completely entrenched now. And I, but, you know, a really good thing that's coming out of that is that um, with the COVID thing, the public school system is, is just crumbling. Yeah. So that ability of the government to brainwash children is starting to disappear. Um, and the uh, homeschooling movement. And, Huge right now. Yeah, right. charter schools. And all these alternatives to the mainline public schools are popping up all over the place now. It's, it's this uh, call it alternative education. What's a charter school? What is a charter school? Uh, they get uh, certain... Um, subsidies from the government, but they um, operate um, according to whatever um, 
I don't curriculum know what, that they want. Yeah, whatever curriculum they want. Um, they and the kids have to pass certain tests showing that they're learning uh, reading, writing, arithmetic, and all, and all of that. Yeah. But the, but the gut, the school is much more free to experiment, find new and better ways, and um, to serve whatever community they're in rather than to serve Washington. <laughs> yes, sir. Now, you are then, your basic tenet of that term socialism, if I understand, Richard Maryberry, would be uh, that the government is here to help, <laughs> and we're not going to hurt you, and we need more of it, kind of. That's yeah. the number one thing. Yeah, the solution to every problem is more government. Mm. That's, that's essentially what kids come out of school wow. uh, being taught. And um, the the... the the core of that is what the socialists call central planning, central. where there are bureaucrats that make up rules for the rest of us to follow. The bureaucrats apparently are so brilliant that they can understand um, what it takes to produce automobiles and tennis shoes and houses and all of this stuff, and they can plan all the economic activity to make sure that everything runs smoothly. And so you have this catastrophe that we've got in this country today where um, in California, the permit to build a house, not not the yeah. building of the house, <laughs> just the permit. Just the permit, right? From the, from the bureaucrats to build the house is $50,000. Oh, come on. I'm not kidding you. I mean, if you go, if I go out to California, do you have to pay fifty grand just to get a permit to build before you yep. do anything? That's right. These people are nuts, boy. Yeah, right. So, that, you know, that central planning, you know, we know what's good for you, and you're going to get it good and hard. Boy. Well, now we have prices in my area going, I mean, the price is going crazy because everybody from California is moving here. <laughs> yeah. You guys stay there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that way all over the world. It's all over, yeah. In yeah. Cal- California, Florida, right? Yeah. Florida. California is just emptying out, <laughs> and the population is going wherever it's better, which is pretty much everywhere now. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is something of concern. Now, you talked of censorship, right? You turn, you use yeah. that term. Mark Warner, what is he? A senator from Virginia. Here's a. A tweet from him. I'm concerned about Russian disinformation spreading online. So today, I wrote to the CEOs of major tech companies to ask them to restrict the spread of Russian propaganda. <laughs> yeah, I love that, right? You can't even make that up. Oh, geez. In my opinion, they are the ones doing the propaganda. Yeah, right. They right. are. I mean, oh my. Yeah, that's for sure. Have you watched any TV? Do you watch TV? Probably not. Do you? Uh, very little. Yeah. Usually old shows. Oh, yeah, but not the news or anything. Uh, I I watch the news because I need to know what my customers are watching. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it, that doesn't mean I believe it, but <laughs> I watch good. it. <laughs> one, one of my spiritual exercises is to listen to NPR while I'm driving so and not react to them. So, you know, this... <laughs> Seriously, this is my my spiritual exercise. If I can do it without saying, "What are you t- talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of good, you know. You learn how to, you know, just stay in your little bubble. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. These people are bonkers. I mean, you can listen to NPR and you know exactly what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, know. you just watch. You know, they'll tell you exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's interesting. And also, too, Richard Mayberry, they spent so much time separating blacks and whites and women oh. and men. And, yeah. Oh, my. It's just, it's, every other story is about how terrible the blacks are treated, you know. Yeah, yeah. Every other story. You know, uh, wow. what happened to me, um, when I, well, I, I was raised very largely by my grandfather. Uh-huh. Um, who, and we're talking like 1905, <laughs> um, he um, was looking for a job, and he got a job with a uh, black family. They owned a farm. Mm-hmm. They needed a hired hand. So he signed on. Now, this is 1905 or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. And he lived in their home. He took meals oh. with them. He became part of their family. He lived with them for years. And so... He was very influential in my life, and he taught me that, and I can, I can hear it like it was yesterday, said, <clears throat> Ricky, those people are just like us. Yeah, yeah, good for and you. I, yeah. I was raised that way. So and was then, I, Richard, so was I. Good, good. Yeah. And, and so uh, along comes, you know, the, the crazy movements in, of the last half of the 20th century, and all of a sudden... I'm not allowed to not see skin color anymore. I'm a businessman, and I better know. You've got what, to, yeah, you got to watch what color their skin is, right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody walks into my office. I gotta oh. gotta notice what his skin color is, or I'm going to be in trouble. I mean, this is insane. I know it's the most racist thing you can do. Yeah, absolutely. It is. I mean, and look in Hollywood. You got so many black directors. There's so many. You know, it, these people. I don't know. I guess they mean well. I think they're just confused. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I'm just... I don't know. Trying to, well, <laughs> I was trying to be kind here. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> Patrick, I, uh, I'm i going to have to go here. Yeah, I, we have to go too. But it's okay. always fun talking to you. Thanks oh, for... Thank thanks you. for. I, I apologize for all of the technical what's up. It was probably just the NSA and... The, uh, you know, CD, yeah. CIA checking up on us, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard Mayberry and his newsletter we tell you about. Richard, thanks a lot. You take care of yourself, and we'll see you next month, the fourth Wednesday, and it'll be interesting to see where we are with Russia, yeah. Ukraine at all, right? That's true, yeah. Thank you very much, Patrick. My you pleasure. are doing such a good job, yeah. and, um, and uh, I wish there were a thousand more like well, you. Well, we appreciate it. You take care of yourself, sir. Thank. My best to your wife, Samantha. I, okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Take yeah. care. Richard okay. Mayberry, Patrick Tempone, OneRadioNetwork.com. What a nice man. He the real deal. Yeah, I really highly recommend his, his newsletter. Like, like he said, you know, he's... In 2014, he talked about this NATO thing in Russia. 2014. So, uh, if you have that kind of vision, right, how long, wow, was that eight years ago? You could actually use this kind of insight to do some investments as well, right? Oil, gold, you know, stuff like that. Because you know when these kinds of things happen, like it's going on today, the world all gets kind of, you know, Caddywampus and people get confused and scared and then gold goes up and then 
you know, the oil thing is always when geopolitical stuff, the oil goes up. Could have bought some oil futures a month ago and made a lot of money. Oh, well. We do what we can here to try to keep you up to date with um, the world, um, and we've been doing a lot of that, but, you know, who knows where this thing is going. And uh, uh, John Paul Lando will be here, one of our favorite guys, Paul John Lando, next week. Adam Bergstrom will be here next week. And also... Uh, Martin Armstrong, another good one in the field of economics, he will be here. He's a he's a good guy. He's he's fun to talk to, and I'm sure he's going to give us an earful about Russia, Ukraine, and stock market. Now, uh, just to kind of recap for those of you in the stock market, all right? It's a moving target. There are folks like Tom Luongo of last. Yesterday, he suggested there'll be so much European money that's pouring in from Europe because, you know, who knows what's going to happen over there with this whole thing. A lot of, you know, money's got to move somewhere. People get frightened. They say, I'm pulling out of here. You know what's going on in Russian banks. And they'll come to this country and buy stocks. So Luongo, yesterday, this is just his viewpoint. I don't know. Will says that the stock market may have some rough roads ahead in the next six months, but it'll do good because this money will come in there. The Federal Reserve is going to start beginning to raise interest rates. And as Fred explained to you yesterday, these short-term interest rates that uh, the Fed talks about, it's really quite simple, not too complicated. Just follow the bouncing ball. What they do is they raise the federal funds rate. That's the rate that banks charge each other and that banks get from the Federal Reserve Bank that they own. Don't get me started. It's just such a Ponzi scheme. But anyway, so this money's really cheap right now. It's 0.25%, nothing. And if you know somebody, you can get it cheaper. And they do. So people like Elon Musk and Zuckerberg and Bezos and uh, you know Adidas, Adidas and Apple and everybody can borrow money at practically nothing and they buy their own stock. And they've been doing this for years, two years maybe, three years. This is what's keeping the stock market up. So if these rates start going up, but they're not going to do it quickly according to Powell this morning, they're going to start doing it maybe a quarter point you know, every couple months and they don't want to, you know, they don't want to stop what's going on. Their buddies, the globalists, and the, you know, the Bezos at all. Um, this could tighten up money, and then this could hurt the stock market, right? So if you got equities in there, uh, you know, just pick who you'd like to listen to. Um, um, Charles Nenner, who's got a pretty good track, very good track record, and we are going to get him back on this month. Charles Nenner, he says, the world is entering a huge war cycle that could last many years. The war cycle is such a thing that there's great danger for a huge war. We talked about that with Richard Mayberry. I mean, you know, we don't know what OG, she, XI, and Putin are thinking. Maybe they do want to go after Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and the people that have been driven this whole 
COVID thing and vaccines. These people are bonkers. They're crazy. Maybe it'd be better for China and Russia to run the world because these guys, somebody's going to run the world. It's not going to be the United States. Somebody's going to run the world because that's what they want to do because they're political junkies and they're power people. But according to um, Nenner, there's a big danger that Russia, Iran, and China will get together. They've already gotten together. They're selling each other oil for Yuan. They're already got together. China has, I mean, Ukraine, sorry, (laughs) Russia has already been working with China for a system that is alternative to SWIFT that Biden and the globalists took away from China, Russia, called CIPS. So, my opinion, Putin knew what he was doing. I think he's got Xi in his back pocket. And, you know, maybe this is what the next big thing is that they're going to want to take over Klaus Schwab and his, his people. I don't know. But he said the war cycle is going to be bad, Nenner, and that the Dow is going to go to 15,000. What? Nenner thinks the stock market could go down in the next big leg to 15,000. I can't imagine that. So, you know, just, I don't know. If I was in the stock market, and me, and I'm not in it, because I don't have any bunch of cash flowing around like you may, I'd get out, and I'd buy gold, and nobody's going to mess with that, because you don't know what's going to go on. And if you got everything in the stock market, goes to 15000 you going to take you 20 years to get back to where you are today. Just my opinion, but don't think that just because nothing's happened to your stocks in the last 30 years that it's going to always be like that. Because we're in, we're in new territory, baby. My opinion. All right, I love you. I will see you Friday. We'll have lots to talk about. Let me know if I can help with anything. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. We didn't do any commercials today at all for our, our website and our products. We have great products, the best we think. If you want to support us, go on our website, One Radio Network, and buy some stuff or donate. Thank you. I love you. May the blessings be. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.